slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. Now, you're still going to miss out on some really cool things about church that we think you'll like that we can't give you through a podcast, like community, the good parts and the bad parts of that that help us grow, Uh, good food, adorable children, fantastic music, you know, all the things. And we can't give you any of that through podcasts, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not perfect preachers, theological experts, homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started the podcast, so if you're away from home or working, coaching your kid's soccer team, getting out in the snow, or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday, so whatever day it is you're listening to this, we hope that you will receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note. Uh, We encourage you to keep that open mind and open heart and think your own thoughts. Consider your own experiences. Figure out what you think. We don't expect that you'll agree with us the whole time. Our sincere hope is simply that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Chris, it's Advent 2. Whoop, 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 whoop. And um, at at St. Paul's, we, we we are exploring the theme of what can't wait. Mm-hmm. And this Sunday, what can't wait is peace. Oh. That we we will wait for a lot of things, right? And our ad our candle liturgy had some really great ones. Like, I'll wait for Christmas morning. I'll wait for uh, you to be ready. I'll wait for all these things, right? The traffic light to turn, turn green. Right, right. We hope. But I can't wait for peace. And yeah. So yeah. So that's where we started, and we read um, some words from Isaiah. Yes. That the, the the wolf and the lamb. The wolf and the lamb that perhaps you remember from Sunday school, or mm-hmm. remember that picture. Those the pic- leopard and the kid, which oh. is the goat kind, not the yeah, child kind. Not the child kind, and the and the idea of, of a baby playing with being a snake? snakes and not getting bitten. And that's not the key bit. part of that. Is right. everybody's at peace with each other? Lions right. eating hay, things like yeah. that. Yeah, ridiculous, almost ridiculous things right? Like, yeah. like a, a dream sequence, so to speak. But it opens, uh, that passage opens uh, in the 11th chapter of Isaiah with Isaiah saying, look, here's the stump of, of the tree of Jesse. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked my congregation, I said, do you know who Jesse is? You know, we're talking about Jesse's tree, the stump of Jesse's tree. Who is Jesse? In first service, somebody piped up, that was my grandfather. I'm like, no, no, not, I, not bit, that one. A little bit farther back. A little back. farther back. Maybe named after this one. And then they finally realized, oh, yeah, that's David's dad. So we're talking about, so when when Isaiah says, here's the stump of David's tree, talking about the disappointment that has come since the Davidic Davidic kingdom is fallen, right? Yeah. That this is no longer it. And Well, really, since the beginning of the monarchy. Right. They thought they wanted a king, and then he messed everything up. Right, right. Well, you know, nobody was perfect, but they think David was the best one, right? (laughs) I have opinions about that that I will not share right now. Well, I have opinions as well that I did not share. So, yeah. Because uh, I think that's a little, there's some problematic issues with that. Yeah. David would have gotten caught up in the Me Too movement. Oh, I totally would have. Hashtag church too. Church too. Isaiah is giving this image of this 
it's not a hopeful image, right? A stump is is not a hopeful image. Right. It's a tree that's not alive anymore. It's been cut down. It's been cut down. Despite what the giving tree would tell us about (laughs) the sentience of stumps. Stumps don't don't go there. When I read this, it reminded me of a stump I frequently see on my way to work. Mm -hmm. There's a stump on Keystone, right near the duck pond that's near the church. Yep. Chris knows exactly where I'm talking about. It's that really tall one. Yeah. Right? That they're clearly trying to prevent from ever becoming a tree again. Yeah. Right? Like it's got like a tarp over it and there's tar over... Anyway, it's like really... But it still has things growing. Like it still has that roots coming out of the bottom. Right? Like it's still that hopeful doubling down to be recreated again. Which bears the question, why don't you just get a stump grinder out? Yeah, especially since it's a four foot tall stump. Yeah. Like that's... It's it's not a... It's a strange choice. It's a strange choice. But anyway, but thinking about that tree, thinking about Jesse's stump, and then thinking about our own lives, I began to, you know, think about how... um, how we, we have this tendency to stay on the path we're on because it's the path we're on mm-hmm. or to look backwards from that path and say, oh, it was better when one of yeah. my, one of my ladies, and there's no hope anymore. Right. Well, one of my ladies joked about how her, her family would go on these, what she calls, um, you should have seen it when tours. Oh, geez. Right. Like her mom would go, you should have seen it when, and like <laughs> back in the heyday yeah, in the fifties. Back in, you know, I remember going to Yosemite, blah, blah, blah. You know, like this kind of thing, right? When you could still drive into the park. (laughs) Well, they're still pushing ashes off the edge of the, you know, the firefall. Anyway, all those things, right? And and I think about how how we look like, right? When I was younger, it was better. It was less crowded. It was, there were more trees. There was less crime. You know, what, however that is framed. I mean, it just reminds me of the persistence we often have in the wrong direction. Yeah. Or in a mistaken direction. For sure. That we continue on paths that are pointless, even though, you know, we know that tree is never going to be a tree again. And as we know that that path we're chosen, just because it's comfortable and calm, is going to lead us astray and rather than lead us to God. It's dead. It's dead, right? If I go down that path, it's going to kill me too. I, I pose the question, so how do we stop pushing for what was and instead see where God really is uh, and join God where God is? It's a simple one word answer. It's repentance. Yes. Right? Which is everybody's favorite word. Oh my gosh, everybody loves this word, right? Because of course, we we have a completely negative connotation with repentance. Of course. Yeah. Repent, repent, repent Repent. or die. Repent Repent or or die, you know. Yeah. Repent or hell. Yeah. All of that. The guy outside the concert venue with the megahorn and the speaker. Or in the sign. And the you're going to hell for seat, you know. Judging everybody for listening to, I don't know, Tim McGraw or whatever they're listening to that day. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Repentance really isn't a bad thing. I think one of the reasons we think repentance is a bad thing is that we stop too soon. Yes. Right? We think about it. We think about repentance as, I'm sorry, I'm going to try never to do that again. Right. Which is only like the baby step, mm-hmm. right, into repentance. Because repentance, as John the Baptist is laying it out in Matthew, is a turning, mm-hmm. right? We talk about is a turning around. And, and I said, it's like a U-turn, actual shifting of our perspective Mm -hmm. or starting over you know repentance can kind of be that starting over right which is sort of like when you find yourself lost and the gps has to reposition i have a story about this yeah okay so this week Uh my husband's car had a recall on it okay and he needed to take it into the dealership yep there's a place in reno like in most towns where it's like one road and all the dealerships Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. except tesla are on this one road and they're all 
on the same side of the street. And so as we're driving down Kitsky, mm-hmm. and he's following me in his car, I'm looking, and I have not plugged it into my GPS because I went, everybody knows where the car dealerships are. I'll find it, right? I'm driving down Kitsky, and I'm looking to the left side of the street, and I don't see it, and I don't see it, and I don't see it, and I get down to Plum, and I know I've gone too far. Right. So to do a U-turn, I come back, and I drive down Kitsky, and I'm looking at the right side <laughs> of the road, and I don't see it, and I don't see it, and I don't see it, and I went, well, maybe it's farther up. So I kept going. Well, I had to do another U-turn and come back, and finally... I said, I'll plug this into the GPS. It was on the other side of the street. street. Yeah. I drove past it three times and never saw it because it wasn't where I was expecting it to be. Right. Because you're, because, because. Because I already knew the answer. Right. Right. I already knew the answer. I didn't need to look it up. Right. And so repentance, part of repentance is saying, I don't know the the answer. answer. And I need to, I need to change where. The place I've been looking is not working. Yeah. And I might need somebody to help me look someplace else. Yeah. And, you know, it's taking a new direction or it's changing, choosing a different course. One of the things that I think we don't even think about is sometimes changing. We we often think of changing course as doing a 180 or, or, you know, right. But sometimes we just need to do 10 degrees. Yeah. Because what happens when you change your perspective, when you draw two lines that are 10 degrees apart? Mm -hmm. After a while, they're they're really far far apart. apart. After a while, you really are somewhere different. So talking about repentance as looking truthfully at what we are caught up in and questioning if our current behavior is the way we need to continue. Mm-hmm. And it's not because there's something wrong in our behavior. We might be doing everything well. We might be just and, and right and we might be doing things, but it might not be where God wants us to be. Right. Um, yeah, what's right for everybody is not necessarily what's right for right? you. Um, Which is not saying like there's some exceptionalism going on. It's saying we are contextual. Yes, we are contextual. It's not saying that you're wrong and I'm right. It's saying that we're both on we're both on these we're on a journey, right? God doesn't need everybody in the same place, right? And that repentance isn't about changing just because you for change's sake, right? Because I think we do some of that sometimes too. Well, it's it's been a little boring. Let's it's change. It's January the, one. I have to start something new, you know, right? The change is necessary because we have become aware that our actions are out of step with God's desire for peace and equity for all God's people and for all of creation, which I think is a really powerful image. And David Luce sums it up this way, which I thought was really good. Repentance, in short, is realizing that God is pointing you one way, that you've been traveling another way and changing course. Yeah. That simple. That simple. If repentance is that complicated and that simple, right, how do we get there? How do we do this work, right? right? Because I think we can all get overwhelmed with all the options for repentance out there. There's all these options for our personal repentance. There's all these options for communal repentance. Right. There's even opportunities for us as a species What's to be I, repenting. I really like um, when prayers of confession are written in plural language. Uh huh. So we rather than I. Yeah. So it's not like that it's beating not... my breast. It's it's yeah. all of us are in this. All of us are doing this, and all of us need some help. Yeah. And so then it's not just like I'm a worm. It's right. we are working on this. Right. Right. And so I said, you know, obviously we could come up with a huge list of all these things. Sure. Yeah. Right. And um, I we don't have enough podcast for that. We don't have we don't have enough listeners for that. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, we're doing OK. We're doing OK. Right. So the thing is, is that we need to how, how do we get over that hump of like the whole mountain in front of us? Right. And, and as usual, what we do one thing at a time. Right. Or two things at a time, you know. Small steps, right? Mm-hmm. So I gave my congregation three step, three Oof. three instructions. Three. I know it's a little a big. It's okay, a little we big. can do it. We can do we it. We can do hard things. The first one 
is to daydream. Ooh. Is to daydream about done. What God wants you to do and be. To daydream, to dream. Not to set a goal for what God wants you to be, but to set a dream, to, to, to have a dream. To play. To play. And the dream is what you set the course by. Because we have this tendency to set a goal. And then if we fall short of that goal, we go, well, that's not the thing. That's not the thing, right? But this image for me is really powerful because it's, it's that how do we live into Right. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the dream. God God wants to see me. I, I I think God sees me as I am now and as I could be. Mm-hmm. And that dream of who God could, could who God sees I could be. I need to daydream that. I need mm-hmm. to let like let down my defenses and let God in to work on those things. And then I need to see that dream as the place I'm 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 striving for. Right. And if I if I don't get quite there, it's a dream. Right, yeah. it's it's the best possible. Yes. Okay. So so daydreaming. Okay, so daydreaming. Daydreaming is Check. the first one. Check. And then number two is to choose just one element in this Advent season, just one thing that you would like to repent. One thing you'd like to change. One thing you'd like to change direction on, mm-hmm. even if it's just a little bit. And we're not talking like. You, know, you have to build the Empire State Building. No, we're talking about like... Start with some Lego. Right? Like, well, and then maybe it's just... Maybe you just need to... You're, you're being called to work on a relationship that's broken. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe it's about ending a relationship that's not healthy. Yes. Or maybe it's finding 15 minutes of time to use it differently yeah. in your life, right? Taking, a habit. Taking that one game off your phone that you get sucked into right? every once in a while. Something that would produce abundance mm-hmm. in your life or the life of those you are in the closest relationship with, right? Maybe it's having, you know, finding 15 extra minutes to spend with your your beloved mm-hmm. in a day so that you feel connected and that you're feeling, you're, you're able to fill one another with, with the hope and the peace and the joy that... Right. That, that is needed to keep those relationships yeah. alive. That's not just right. like honey-do lists and scheduling. Right. And no, this else. is just like how, you know, and not even how, you know, just to be. Yeah. Right. And and to let what the Holy Spirit move in that time, perhaps, you know, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the third step is to identify one element of communal life that needs repentance. And by what I mean by communal life in this situation is, is in your relationship with the wider world. Mm. Okay. So... Maybe it's taking up a volunteer opportunity. Maybe it's making an extra financial donation, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe it's getting, and I think this one would be really powerful, getting to know someone different than you, whether it's ethnicity, political barriers, maybe it's socioeconomic, and maybe this one I think is the one that's radical for our culture right now, generationally. Ooh. What if you intentionally made a friend out of somebody 15 years younger than you? Mm-hmm. It's worked out pretty well for me and Susan. <laughs> We're only 10 years, well, nine years apart. But, but what if, what yeah. if, what if you, you were intentional about say, saying, I need, I need to understand from what, yeah. you know, it's 15 years younger or 15 years older. Yeah. Right. So, so here's an example of what this might look like. You are uh, a person. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Your person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're beginning to feel isolated, maybe mm-hmm. a little resentful that people aren't paying mm-hmm. as much attention to you as you'd like, or that you're not feeling as connected to people, or maybe yeah. other people have other priorities. 
and you notice this about yourself Mm -hmm. and you're daydreaming in step one here Mm -hmm. and you're going, man, I see myself as somebody who is connected to a lot of different kinds of people. Right. And so the one step I'm going to take is every day for five minutes, I'm going to reach out to somebody I haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Perfect. It's going to be an old friend I've lost touch with. Or a friend in town I don't see very often, mm-hmm. or somebody I used to work with, mm-hmm. or uh, somebody I just don't see anymore that I miss. Yeah. And even if they don't answer the phone or they don't return my message, I'm just going to take the practice just, of reaching out. Right. And what will eventually happen is that I will re- begin reconnecting with people. Right. 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 So that helps me with the isolation part. But then I'm going, okay, so how does that help me with the larger community? And it's like, well, it's also a way of saying, there might be other people out there like me right. who are feeling isolated and feeling alone and feeling forgotten. And I could be something like a bright spot in their life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it, it feeds your need mm-hmm. in a healthy way right? rather than sort of getting festering in our own. Right. And it's a change of direction. And right? it's just a little change of direction. direction. Right. Five minutes a day, just reaching out. Right. Yeah. Just seeing what, yeah. what happens. The other suggestion might be, so there's a maybe maybe the thing that comes to your mind in that in that social aspect is something really big, and you've tried all the five steps to whatever right yeah. programs and right and maybe what you need to do is spend time praying for it and not praying for it in the way that we tend to come into the habit of which, which is, is hey God fix this thing the way or, I want or here to. yeah here's here's my ideas for how to fix this God mm-hmm. do this and instead pray God send me yeah send me. How do I help? How do I help? And being open to how God sends you, right? right Even if it doesn't seem to fit the plan. It might be, might be on the other side of the street. Right, right. Well, and it's, you might be on the other side of the street. I think of um, the scene in Harry Potter with the um, lucky potion, the, the lucky yeah. potion. Oh, yeah. And right. Harry has this like very specific thing he wants to do, do, but he ends up like going for a stroll in the herbology. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. right. I'm going to go do this. And everybody's like, why what are, are you doing? thinking? thinking? But it, it ended up turns out to be the right thing, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. We get in our own way. And, and what if we did that, you know, opened ourselves this Advent for the thing that can't wait. And here's the thing is that repentance and peace are interrelated, not because once you repent, you have peace, mm-hmm. but rather because when we work on repentance, we are bringing peace alive. Yes. It is no longer a, a far off and far away concept, but it becomes alive in our lives and in the lives of others because we're doing this peacemaking work. And frankly, our our world doesn't need people who are doubling down on the path they're on because mm-hmm. they're stubborn. What we need are people who are willing to say, I didn't have it perfect. I'm trying it again. Yeah. I'm going to cross the street. I'm going to cross the street. And I'm going to see what, what, what will come out of this thing I think is dead. Mm-hmm. But let's see what, what God's going to do. Amen? Amen. Very cool. Well, thanks, Susan. And thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us, if you have something you want to share with us, you can reach us on the social media at facebook.com <laughs> slash Sunday Morning Sleep In. You can find us on our website, sundaymorningsleepin.com. You can see on the sundaymorningsleepin.com all of our past episodes, links to all the scripture and anything else we've been talking about. You'll find it all there. Uh, the scripture for this podcast is Isaiah 11, 1 through 10, and Matthew 3. The music that you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. 
So at the end of worship and the end of these podcasts, we, we give a little bit more blessing, right? And all I can say is to dream and to do. Change course. Not It doesn't have to be a complete U-turn. It just might be looking at the other side of the street and find where God is and go there. Amen. Amen.